This is Harrison Kim, and you're listening to Working with People by PaveStep. The Working with People podcast is for executives, managers, and people leaders. We bring people experts together to provide you with relevant content on how to think about and manage your most important asset, your talent. We have Tim here with us today. How are you, Tim? I'm well, Harrison. Thank you for having me on. I'm really excited about this. Likewise. Where are you calling in from today? Austin, Texas, the, uh, the home of, of End Border uh, America and my home for the last decade or so. Awesome. Awesome. So today we're going to be talking about onboarding and how that can help companies and organizations bridge the gap between a candidate um, as well as employee experience, right, at that particular company or organization. Uh, before we do that, tell us a little bit more about you. What do you do, uh, who you are, all that good stuff. Absolutely. Uh, so I am the head of global talent acquisition uh, and border. Uh, and Border, for, for those of you that don't know, is essentially a people activation company. Um, you know, originally started with how do we how do we onboard people um, and make that experience wonderful and seamless and get them excited. Um, and then through actually a lot of help uh, from our clients, we have learned that uh, our tool is very useful to help with other areas of activation, whether it be um, folks going on parental leave or hmm. um, the offboarding journey or learning and development. Um, so, you know, if, if, uh, if there's a company out there that employs people, um, they can use the end border tool to, to engage with those people. And it's become increasingly valuable here in this sort of hybrid world we live in now. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so onboarding is a really tricky thing, right? And I, I, and it's funny because I think unless you've actually managed the onboarding process, um, like from the beginning to end, uh, whenever the end is, it, it, it can be difficult to really understand how difficult that is, right? It's not just about the compliance and stuff. It's not just about the paperwork. It's not just about meeting a few folks here and there from the other departments. So let's start with what a successful onboarding program looks like in your mind. Yeah, well, and I think you hit, it, hit the nail on the head. It, you know, traditionally onboarding has been I nine paperwork and <laughs> filling out forms and you know you you imagine somebody in a gray room uh, sitting with a clipboard all day uh, their right. first day of work and um, I, so I, I think successful onboarding is really about how you approach it um, and it should be it should be a continued journey like we, yes we need compliance and yes we need to like there's necessary things and we can even take care of that before you start on your job but um, you know. Onboarding needs to be looked at as, 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 a bit, as a life change. This is not just like, hey, I'm starting my new job. Let me meet a couple people, to your point. Um, this is uh, the way that you integrate culturally. This is the way that you are to understand what is expected of you uh, in your job. Uh, this is how you build relationships with both your colleagues and, and your, your managers um, and, and your direct reports in some cases. So, right. um, you know, ensuring that, that all of that stuff is... is laid out and explained thoroughly and that we are essentially setting this person up for success from day one because you know i don't, I don't have to preach to, to this audience about the value of you know that first 30 60 90 days and and the importance of uh the onboarding journey so. absolutely awesome awesome so how does onboarding or effective onboarding right um bridge the gap between the candidate and a great employee experience 
Yeah, uh, great question. So, you know, essentially you'll, you want that onboarding journey to be an extension of that candidate experience. Mm -hmm. So your talent acquisition team, they've sort of introduced a lot of the things that you're going to be able to dive a little bit deeper into in the onboarding journey. So whether that be like, hey, here's, here's a, a snippet of our culture. Here's um, how we feel about learning and development. Here's how we feel about compensation, things like that. You know, mm -hmm. hopefully that that stage has already been set by a really awesome candidate experience. And then when they sign their offer and they're they're, you know, sort of getting started and, and joining on day one, then we're going to like we're going to deep dive into that stuff. We're going to help them to understand, hey, this is what learning development really looks like. This is the in-depth um, overview of, of what our culture is like and our values. And here's some people that that are going to be you know, important for you to know throughout your journey. And, and, you know, here's documentation to show you what that journey is going to look like. Because I think that's another thing is there's mm -hmm. just so many blank areas when you start a job. It's like, you know, like that first day of school, the apprehension of like, what, what, what do I expect? Are people going right. to be nice to me? Right. right, and, right and so right. if you can sit down and put that in front of somebody so that they can have, it's almost like a safety blanket and understand what is expected of them. Um, you've already, that's the biggest, biggest hurdle right there in onboarding is, is, you know, uh, that communication piece. Perfect. So let's talk a little bit about the common challenges that arise with onboarding new employees. Um, any big ones that, uh, we should be thinking about, uh, whether, you know, categorically it's around compliance, whether it's around culture, like any good tips there. Yeah, so uh, we talked a little bit about this this hybrid world that we, we all live in and have become comfortable with now. Um, I think that it, that is a massive one. I, I am a product of, of a new hire in, in the right. quote unquote pandemic era. And I can say that, that that was probably one of the most difficult parts for me in my jobs has been mm. integrating with the people and the culture of the organization and building those relationships that are going to help me to navigate and border and understand, you know, hey, uh, this is who this is, and this is how this works together, and, and the whole ecosystem, right? Um, you know, and I think a successful onboarding and what Enboarder does really well is is prepare you for that and and help you know initiate um, things like, you know, what do I like to eat at 4 p.m. when I slow down on 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 my workday, and you know, what kind of music do I like, and and communicating that stuff out to your colleagues so that you're starting to build that stuff even before day one. Um, the other the other couple things. Um, tools and systems, like we, we want people to have access. We, we, we are connected digitally like 24 seven now. And if they don't have the ability to communicate with their colleagues or, you know, uh, fill out forms even, or, or what have you, it's, it's the days of wash the, the, you know, the time is wasted uh, in that sense, especially if they're working from home or, um, you know, at least home on day one. And then I think the third thing is gonna be a manager that maybe isn't committing the time that they need to, uh, to help set this person up to, for success. Um, we find that, that managers that are dropping the ball on onboarding, that is probably the single greatest reason that an employee is not successful long-term. So that relationship and starting that off on the right foot and really making sure that the manager also knows what's expected of them in the onboarding journey right. um, and the time commitment and, and that kind of stuff, uh, hugely important. Right, right. That absolutely makes sense. So let's make it even more tactical. So let's say I started mm -hmm. at your organization. It's my day one or day zero. What am I getting? 
Well, you know, hopefully we've we've gotten a lot of the dirty work out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hopefully we've done some pre-boarding and and you have you know filled out that boring paperwork. We know how much you're claiming on your tax forms already. That's all been <laughs> yep, done. Fun times. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So so you know, day one, like our hope is to really just like get you in there and get you integrated, um, and and start having some of those key conversations. It's going to help you to understand your entire employee experience from you know, from hire to retire, if you will. So, uh, you know, think things like uh, meeting with leadership. Uh, and, and I don't just mean your manager. I mean, executive leadership. We're big fans of that here at End Border and, and, you know, breaking down those barriers of, of you know, we, our CEO doesn't sit up in an office and, and oversee his people. Uh, he's there, he's active, and, and that goes for any member of our ELT team. Uh, you know, but I think even more so, it's going to be things like, um team meetings, lunches out, understanding our product. I think education is massive. Yeah. Um, not, not just for the people that may be selling the product or maybe right. working on the product from a technical standpoint, but you know, there's no reason that your recruiting team or your finance team or you know, anybody else uh, shouldn't know the ins and outs and be able to have a conversation with anybody about what it is your company does. Um, that, that's massive and huge as well. And then uh, let's not forget like, as we said before, this is a massive life change. Let's make it fun. Uh, it, does, mm. it doesn't have to be, you know, <laughs> sitting here staring at the computer or watching some recorded right. videos. Like, let's make it interactive. Let's have fun. Let's be flexible. Let's, you know, all that kind of stuff. We want to engage with people and, you know, meet them where they are. Uh, there's different comfort levels with different human beings. And, you know, there's no reason that your, your onboarding journey can't flex with that. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. One of the things that I, you know, have loved in onboarding, you know, typically bigger organizations is having that core experience, right? right. Um, when, you know, hopefully you have a few other folks that are starting with you at, at the minimum and, you know, having that like bond from day one, which is, hey, I have no idea what's going on. You have no idea what's going on. We have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Um, and, and Harrison, <laughs> it, it's tough, man, because it's a tough talent market out there. So it really a is. A lot yeah. of times, unless True. you're a massive organization, right. a lot of times you might be the only new joiner that week. Yeah. Um, and, and, and at Endboarder, we utilize, you know, buddies quite a bit. And, and that buddy right. is, a you know, whether they be in person or, or a remote buddy, um, that person's, you know, there to essentially hold your hand and, you know, give you the answers to the test, if you will, on that, that crucial first week. And, and so, um, you know, I encourage every company if they haven't done it yet, and if they're not, if they don't have those cohorts, you know, joining with them, um, utilize that, that buddy methodology. And, and, you know, like I said, it doesn't just help with like knowing who's who and what's what, but just it helps build, build those relationships and break down some of those barriers. Right, right. Um, my last question for you really is around ROI, right? Um, mm -hmm. You know, organizations, HR leaders, people ops leaders, they're going to, they understand onboarding is something that's valuable that will affect employee engagement, retention, productivity, all of that stuff that matter. But when it comes down to it, how do you actually calculate the return on your investment? Um, how do you like really make the case for it? Right. Um, big fan, big fan of data. Um, you know, I think big fan of data and relationships and you know, so, so the first part of that is we understand that, that new hire retention is a, is a key metric that we, we need to look at. Like if, if our retention is, is going down, you know, over time, what, what's changed? What are, how are we not setting these people up for success? And, you know, checking in every 30, 60 and 90 days and, and making that check-in not, not just a, a employee and a manager, 
but sending them a form to fill out, sending them, you know, a way to, to speak honestly and truthfully and transparently about their experience, about their journey so far and their happiness, right? Being able right. To, to quantify that experience uh, is massive. And, and we do that a lot here at End Border. Um, and then, you know, I always, again, back to talent acquisition, I always encourage my recruiters to maintain those relationships with new hires. Mm. Um, because a lot of times uh, that that's their, uh, you know, again, their safety blanket. They're, they're going to um, say, hey, I know, I know Tim, he hired me. And, and you know, that's the, the, the first thing uh, that they're going to sort of fall back on if, if they are confused or, or, you know, upset about something, you know, that recruiter already has built sort of a relationship even before. So um, I always encourage my recruiters to, to sort of continue to do pulse checks with people and uh, make sure that they're happy and, and, and things like that. So uh, yeah, check in 30, 60, 90, um, continue that, you know, hopefully we're talking, um, you're talking to managers and, and colleagues weekly uh, and then, and really look at that data on, on retention and turnover. Um, if you, if you have people leaving under a year, um, that's a, that's a big red flag. Let's, let's look into why they're leaving and, um, maybe try to figure out how to set them up for success better than, than we're currently doing. It makes sense. And, and I think you were alluding to kind of the, make sure on those 30 to 60 and 90 day check-ins and conversations, not just about what they're doing, but how they're doing. Right. It's like, hey, right. are you happy? Right. Like, I think that's like a big focus area where a lot of managers are like, well, Harrison, you did XYZ projects and they're all good or they were right. all okay. All right. right. That sounds like you're doing fine. Let's, uh, yeah. I'll see you in 30 days. Right. Which is not helpful. <laughs> you, you, you must be happy, Harrison. You completed it. <laughs> right, right. Right. You know, right. Exactly. no. And, and you and I were talking before we hit record about, uh, you know, working on the weekends and things like that and, and, and how that can be detrimental to your mental health right. and how, and you know, uh, th- we spend so much time working like we need we really we, do <laughs> yeah we need to understand like are we also happy um mm-hmm. and that's that's not a bad metric to go to to try to understand yes that the, the turnover rates and the 30 60 90 day feedback questionnaires are amazing but um you know just sitting down with someone and having a conversation how are you doing are you happy is this what you expected uh, what can I do for oh, that's you? That's a big you? question. Is this what you expect? Yeah, that's a big question. Huge. I always tell my team, I don't ever want to be a bait and switch place. You know, I don't want to paint this beautiful picture and then turn around and say, oh, never mind. It's a, it's a horrible place to work. Right, 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 right. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Those are all the big questions that I had. I mean, thank you for your insights and stories here, Tim. Where can the audience find you and your thought leadership? Uh, jump onto LinkedIn, add me. Uh, I love building my network out. I travel a lot, uh, both for work and, and, and outside of work. Uh, so if I happen to be uh, in any certain spot, um, I'd love to connect with people, have coffee, um, share, share thoughts and experiences. Um, I think through different cultures and different people is, is how, how we can build successful organizations. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I'm always open to make connections with people and uh, always available and border.com. Uh, you can get a hold of me on there too. So awesome. Awesome. Well, everyone, thank you for listening to working with people. Feel free to check out other episodes on pavestep.com slash podcast. Tim, thank you so much. Thank you, Harrison. Really enjoyed it.